This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. Have you been getting in those miles this summer? If you have, it may be time to start looking at a new pair of trainers. And if you haven't been getting the miles in the summer, you still have time to get that first pair of trainers. Cedic Run has an awesome selection of great brands, and the experts at the store are going to help you find the right shoe for your foot. You can try them on, take them for a quick spin around the block, and make sure that you are buying a shoe that's perfect for you. While you're there, you should also check out some of the sweet gear that they have for sale or buy some You Betcha ice cream. That's right, SDR is one of the only places in Grand Forks where you can buy You Betcha ice cream on the regular. So even if you aren't a runner, it's fair to say that this store has something for everyone. That's Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. Be sure to check it out. After 50 years, the nation's largest cross-country meet, the Malacca Mega Meet, has come to an end. The Mega Meet, which typically sees an average of 5,900 athletes every single year, has succumbed to a growing trend of golf courses no longer allowing cross-country races. So where does this vast number of athletes, coaches, and schools turn to in the wake of this news? Well, look no further than the Border Battle, the newest cross-country race on the block. Last week, a video featuring Grand Fork Central and Red River's head coaches announced the birth of the Border Battle. If you haven't watched the video, at RRTFXC posted it last week on Instagram and on Facebook, so it's worth the watch. Go check it out. The new meet, which will have traditional team scoring like any other cross-country race that you've been to, will also score the athletes from competing states and regions and will take those scores and pit the best state versus the best state, maybe even the best country if we can get Canada into the mix. That's going to take place on September 24th in Grand Forks at Lincoln Park. So on this episode, we sat down with Sean Allen, the head coach at Grand Forks Central, to discuss the new meet, what athletes, coaches, fans can expect, and why you need to compete there this fall. While the final details of the race are being smoothed out, a few things are certain. Vibes will be at an all-time high. The t-shirts are going to be awesome. And your hosts will be there to announce and interview the competitions. So what are you waiting for? Listen to this episode, tell your coach that you need to be in Grand Forks on the 24th of September, and start training for what's going to be an unforgettable racing experience. Thank you guys so much for listening. We always appreciate your support. If you haven't followed us on social media yet, find us on Instagram or Facebook. There you can find us and all of our posts about all the things that we're doing, um, events like this, and we got some merch in the works, so be looking out for that as well. Every listen means a lot. We love seeing all the interactions from you guys. But enough about us. Let's dive into the newest episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. And today we are sitting down with the head coach of Grand Forks Central Knights, the boys and girls cross country and track and field teams. I would also be going as far as to say meet director. I don't know if that's the correct title of the border battle, the newest meet in cross country that's coming to you this fall. Coach Allen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, guys. I, I enjoy being here and excited to get a chance to uh, 
talk about this opportunity, this meet we're putting on. Yeah. So like a little bit of background here. Um, me, I was not much of a cross country phenom. Cam can definitely probably relate and answer more questions and ask more questions on this interview. But we're here today because one of the biggest traditions of the cross country season has come to an end. Fill us in a little bit about the loss of the Malacca mega meet. Yeah, it, it's a meet that we have used for a carrot for our athletes because we've always been able just to take one bus. So our top 50 kids would get to go to this meet. And it was just an opportunity to go to a place where they could see that cross country is huge. When you come around that corner and there's a hundred buses parked and, and you'd see this huge crowd and there's a race every 15 minutes, it was just it was a highlight of the whole season for our athletes to, to be at this festival of, of cross country where it's a big deal and, and they see fans all this time and stuff. So when we heard that this meet was, wasn't going to happen, I, I got an email um, probably beginning of the summer that they weren't able to get the golf course anymore um, to host this meet. Um, and, and that's becoming a, a more and more common problem for cross country for high school and college to have a spot to host meets. Um, so then I was stuck trying to find a meet to go to, to fill this, this hole. Was this something that, that only came out of, uh, the loss of the mega meet or have you always kind of dreamed of maybe being able to do something like this yourself, like a big it, meet like this in the back of the mind, I've always had this border battle in the back of my mind, Minnesota versus North Dakota. You know, you, you used to go down to Foot Locker and they used to score the states there at, at Foot Locker. Um, but I always wanted to kind of do something like that at home. But there's so many traditional meets that people go to that are set on your schedule. There, there really hasn't been an opportunity to take a spot and, and to have this chance. And when this came up, Richard and I started, uh, Richard Defoe from, from Red River, we started talking about, hey, where, what are we going to do to go for a meet here? What do you think about doing? And well, then we started tossing around this idea. So before we talk more about the border battle, I kind of want to pay the respects to the Malacca Mega Meet just a little bit. Because if you're not from the eastern side of the state, you probably don't understand quite the hype between the mega meet and you did a pretty good job of explaining it from a coach's perspective, but Cam, how about for you? What did the Malacca mega meet mean to you when you were a high school athlete at Grand Fork central? I mean, it would going into that meet, you were, you know, it taught you, there, there was always this like conversation with your teammates about like what teams were going to be there. And there were, you know, all these like Minnesota schools that you, heard of, or could, you know, you could name, or you could name the athletes and had heard of what the athletes had done and where they were ranked and stuff like that. And that was something that, you know, you never really talked about within, you know, the EDC or even, even the state all that much. Cause you just see those, those people all the time. Um, like coach Allen said, the huge line of buses, it's, it is just, uh, you know, the, the experience of being in a race with, uh, hundreds and hundreds of other people who are excited about cross country, uh, is just something that was, that was pretty special. Uh, yeah. And just like, just knowing that you're, you're racing up against some, some big, 
bigger schools sometimes. I know it depended on what division we chose to run in sometimes, but uh, it was, it was really, I don't know for me, I think, I think a lot of my excitement came from my like first time running it. Uh, our bus got lost. And so we were late. We were going to be late to the meet. We hopped off the the bus. I think it was my first ever 5k coach that I'd ran was at the Malacca mega meet. We ran to, the yeah, ran to the bathrooms, got our spikes on, got on the start line. And then it was just like go time. And you're just surrounded by people that you're racing against you're always passing people uh and there's just a ton of people you know cheering and so yeah it's the first time that a lot of people see like the potential of what cross country can be uh as like a sport that people care about and uh so that that's that's kind of why it's like special and, and important and uh yeah it's 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 good to have these these big meets but it's obviously quite a quite a task to put on a meet of of that size so yeah. And I think, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say like, no, coach Allen, you go ahead. I want to hear what you're going to say. I, I was going to say one of the special things about this meet is they have a seventh grade division, an eighth grade division, yeah. a freshman division, a sophomore division, and then different school sizes. So it was a chance that I could just take my seventh graders, run a team, and they could see how they stack up against other athletes, just their same age. Um, so having that opportunity to do that, and, and sometimes we would try to run, maybe we had a freshman that would run varsity for us in our top five, but we would run them down on the freshman division because we wanted to have that freshman team run with their teammates against other freshmen. And, and that was just a great opportunity. When you have a meet that size, you can have those divisions. And, and that's something I think that really was special about Malacca. Mm-hmm. And I'll offer my uh, JV perspective from the Malacca meet. Hey, Ryan, um, hold on, hold on, Ryan. Don't don't discount yourself because the JV race at Malacca was the biggest and most exciting. Like I think everyone who ran any other division like got so excited for the JV race because it's like, oh, this is the one with like six hundred people yeah, or whatever. JV is the race. It's unreal how many yeah. athletes are in that race. I think they bill it as the largest cross country race in America, right? That yes, the whole the whole meet is the yeah. biggest in North America. Yeah, and like I mean that JV race has got to be one of the biggest ones. It's just like and you start up on a hill, right? And you kind of start downhill right away if I remember. And like kids are getting trampled and <laughs> yeah. it's just it a bottlenecks mess. like and you can so feel the quickly. ground moving. There's a <laughs> the shaking of the ground because there's 600 athletes coming, running down, fighting for that first turn. Yeah, yeah. And, like, as a guy that, like, cross-country wasn't my main sport, I could totally get behind it, the Malacca Mega Meet, because it's, like you said, a taste of the sport you don't get at a typical Tuesday or Thursday weekly meet. Like, it's the big deal. But also, I mean, just, like, the details, right? I can probably name what color Malacca t-shirt most of my high school teammates wore like every day. Like Nate Dunham had like a Carolina blue with black writing. And I remember my, my senior year, I wanted that shirt when we went back. Um, the Red River won, the seniors guys won when I was a junior and that was a really big deal. So mm -hmm. somewhere back home, I have a Malacca shirt. I can t it's red and black. It's a red shirt with black writing or maybe navy blue, but like those were the things that even if you weren't like cam up towards the front and like comparing yourself to other guys in the region, you were just like me that was there to race. Like 
it was a big deal. You get the shirt, you get the gear, you get to say that you ran in such a big race. Like that stuff is so cool. Yeah, those those shirts are huge. I, I I don't know if my son ever wore anything other than a Malacca cross country shirt all through high school. I, I think he had like seven different ones and stuff. And if you got or lucky enough to get a team member or a team to win, yeah, oh, yeah. you were buying that shirt next last year, the next year after. You know, we had a couple of Carly Ackley and our girls and boys of each all won and get those shirts with their names on the back. Yeah. That was a big deal. Super cool. Yeah. There, I think there's just something almost, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just like when, when you were talking about feeling the ground shake as you know, the start of the race, uh, having a race with that many people in it, there's something like primal or I, I don't know what exactly the word is, you know, very like, uh, like, a, like a warrior or something. And I think we kind of saw that. Did you ever see that the video of the start of the NCAA cross country meet, uh, like in 2020? Or, yes, uh, where you see that the whole wave of people yeah. going and stuff. Yeah, and, and there's line. just there's butterflies in your stomach when you're watching that. And sometimes that's the first really big meet parents have seen. You know, mm-hmm. maybe their son or daughter hasn't made a state meet, but they get to run in a meet of of this size. Um, sometimes the light goes off in parents' eyes that they see, wow, my, my child's in a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, obviously you mentioned the, the massive line of buses, uh, at the Malacca mega meet. So, I mean, we're hoping, we're hoping for a meet of that size or, or somewhere near. So logistically, how, how is this going to work? Was that ever something that when you and Richard were talking about it, you're like, yeah, we just can't do it because we can't support it. But what, yeah, what, what went into that conversation? Well, we have run the state meet before and we have run a couple of conference meets. So we know we can run our courses made to be able to hold a lot of athletes. You know, it's, it's wide enough almost the whole way around that you can have seven, eight athletes almost run shoulder to shoulder all the way around. And it's a fast course. The logistics of bringing in those buses and fans is obviously um, the biggest thing. And, you know, Richard and I have started a spreadsheet of how we're going to handle this, where we're going to do, people are going to do jobs and how we're, you know, ordering the shirts and the, the porta potties and food. And there's so much that has to be taken in consideration of the meat, this size and stuff. And, and the logistics of teams coming in and fans is truly probably the most difficult part with just the location of our course, the course itself. I'm not worried about yeah. the logistics of, fans and athletes is, is the biggest part. Yeah. That that's one thing. I mean, I know when you were like, I think I was maybe a junior or senior when you were, we were kind of like designing, uh, the course that you guys have now. And I know that's one thing that you taken a lot of pride in is designing a course that can, uh, handle a large number of athletes. It's, it's a good course for spectators. It's a fast course. It's an accurate course. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's a great place. It'll, it'll be a great host for, uh, for this meet. So. Yeah, I, I do take a lot of pride in that, you know, athletes, mom and, and grandma and grandpa can walk 600 meters and really be able to see their son or daughter race 
five, six, seven times very easily with, without, you know, have to sprint across the field to catch a glimpse of them. Um, yeah. The course is made to be spectator, but we've made it athlete fast. You know, all the corners are sweeping big corners for they can run fast and there's room to do it. Um, and it's accurate. I, nothing drives me crazier than going to a meet and I'll, I'll admit I'm the coach out there wheeling the course. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure that it's, it's the right length. So I'm not giving an athlete a PR that they, they can't get again because it's 200 meters short or it's mm-hmm. 200 meters long and they feel terrible about their day. Um, I will make sure that this course is 5k on um, to the foot. So I, I am proud of the course. Um, we put a lot of work into it and we, we want to put a great meat on. I mean, if we're going to step up to the plate to say, Hey, we're trying to follow that tradition of Malacca, then I, I believe that we need to do it. And we have to put on something that fans and athletes enjoy. Yeah. Now, most people that are listening to this podcast are track fans. They have some sort of background. They've probably been to a cross country meet before, but I mean, this was a huge deal. Malacca was a huge deal. And like for the city of Grand Forks, I feel like in the sporting realm, this is a big deal to host a meet this big. So for somebody that doesn't know cross country, just what would be like your selling points? What would you tell them why they should come out to the meet and why this is really, really important? I think you're just going to get to see athletes from a wide range of area compete head to head on a fast course you're going and you're going to be able to see them many more times than you can maybe in a typical cross country course. A lot of times you can see the finish, you can see the end, maybe you can see them go by one spot, uh, but we'll have the mile marked, the two mile marked, the three mile marked. Uh, you can stand at that finish line that starting line and be able to see all of it. And I think that is just a huge selling point that, you're going to see some top athletes from the hopefully three state region and hopefully some Canadian teams mm-hmm. to race head to head. Let's see what you got. Um, not only are we going to keep team scores, but we're going to keep state scores and let's see who's, who's on top. It's, it's, that's the battle. I, anytime you have competition like that, man, that's what you want. Yeah. Go, go into the, to the border battle aspect of, of this meet a little bit more. Um, yeah, just just tell us kind of where where that idea came from and uh, how you you see it like playing out. Well, I, first the first thought came from Footlocker. Footlocker always had the eight team regions, and they would score you know North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, etc. versus each other. And I really liked that aspect. Um, kind of got to see which state has the tradition. Um, and that's kind of what I'm looking for here. Richard and I want to, we want to promote cross country, but we want to, how is our state compared to Minnesota, North Dakota? So we will score the top five runners across the finish line in every race, like they're from Minnesota, low score wins. Um, same for, you know, North Dakota, we get some South Dakota teams. If we get the Canadian teams down, um, we'll score those individual states. So the first five athletes that are from North Dakota, bam, those count for the team scores. And then we'll also keep track of traditional team scoring and stuff. So right now we've got North Dakota and Minnesota schools on board, um, trying to 
twist those arms to get those South Dakota schools up and waiting to hear from some of the Canadian teams. You know, I've sent a ton of emails out to athletic directors and coaches, and, and I'm hoping that video we made will build that excitement to, to bring them in. And, you know, and hopefully if we put a great meet on the first year, those other teams will say, Hey, I want to be part of that. And it'll start to snowball and, and get a little bigger and stuff. Yeah. Can you give us a little bit of detail? Like who's going to be there? Are you, are you announcing anything yet? I, I know I, we've got Bismarck century coming. We've got Williston coming. Um, we've got uh, one of the, Minnesota schools. And I just can't remember what the name of it right now, but I'm, we've had probably about eight Minnesota schools right now. Um, I know Malacca high school who hosted the meet their coaches wanting to bring their team up, which would be awesome. pretty cool to have the Malacca school up. Um, so, and we're hoping we can get some of these bigger schools like a Moorhead and Bemidji and those guys to commit to coming and stuff. So we get those, deep teams in both the big school and the little school or smaller school divisions to go head to head against each other. Yeah. How are you going to split up the, well, first, can you tell us the, each one of the races that there'll be, and then how you'll split up the divisions? Well, right now, um, it depends on the size. If we have more schools show up and it starts to grow, but right now we have a seventh and eighth grade boys and girls division, a three K then we have a varsity A, um, and that's a 5K for the girls, and that's seven entries, and then double A, and then we come back with the boys A and double A. And we'll kind of let schools decide if they want to go up, they can do that. So if, you know, a Thief River Falls feels like they've got a team that can compete, you know, with a Williston, we'll then step up, let's do it, and, and let's play. Um, but we're going to kind of, I think we were thinking about 700 students for and down for a and then larger schools than that to go up to double a and then at the end we'll have jv divisions a 5k for both the boys and the girls awesome is uh what's the uh award do you have a uh, like an award for like the the state the five runners who are going to score for the state is there any way to like like some sort of award or trophy or have you thought about that yet we've thought about that i know one thing that i really want to do and i always think it's important that those top 20 get a chance to not just get a t-shirt or a ribbon that says they walk through the line um we bring in a portable stadium uh trailer that the athletes can get up on above the crowd and we're going to give top 20 shirts for every race and those will be shirts that they can't buy the design on that will be different than any other design um, that's just a design and a color that'll be just for that top 20. So if you see someone walking around in that shirt with that design, you know, they were a top 20 placer in one of those races and stuff. Um, so I just want to make sure we recognize we're going to announce those after every race, get those 20 athletes up. So people can get pictures with them and stuff. I, I just think it's really great for those athletes to get that moment in the sun to stand up and, and have people see them. I think that's just key. That's awesome. Now, how about for the the plebs like me back in the day, they're going to have a chance to get cool like t-shirts and stuff too. Yes. And, and there is, that is a part of an announcement that I would like to make is we would like people to send us 
designs, possible designs. And we would love people to send us some designs. And if we get one that's the best design, then that's the image that we want to use for our front of our t-shirts. And that would be the permanent design that we would use, the ones that we sell and stuff. So we're looking for those people who have a little bit of art skill, way better than I. I, I I'm good with numbers. I can draw stick people. I don't think that's going to be so great for the front of a t-shirt. Uh, so if people will start sending our designs into us, we'll go through them. We'll find the best one. Man, that'll, that'll be the t-shirt design. I, I want that t-shirt to be something that kids crave like the Malacca meat and yeah. we'll put the inaugural on the back for the first year. But after that, we're going to put the winning teams and, and the individuals just like Malacca did on the back of those shirts, because, you know, you as you said, you want to see those names on there. Yeah. Yeah. Even, so, the even the, uh, the Grand Forks shirts that you've had like in the past for just our, the, the Grand Forks invite from years past, uh, were, I think you did top 10, got like a special yep. shirt that said, I, I still have mine and I still wear it uh, fairly often, actually. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy what a, a unique shirt can can do for do for a kid or like how how much it means to, to them. So, yeah, that, that, I love that. Yeah. So Ryan. just anybody that heard that and got really excited about this uh, submission idea. So just to make sure we got the details right. We're looking for people that are listening to this podcast or somehow stumble upon to design the logo for the border battle. Yep. That's what we want. We to go on you, the t-shirts yep, every year. We're yes, every year. We're looking for that design that someone that's got that ability, and then we go, wow, that is that is eye-catching. That is awesome. That's what we want. And where should these people submit these to? Submissions in by August 1st. Uh, then you guys are an impartial jury, okay. the two of you, Ooh. and we can go with that. Sweet. Remember, it's, it's got to be mom and pop friendly. You know, yeah. we got to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. hundred percent. Kids are going to be wearing these to high uh, to yes. school, you know. So. I, I don't need those phone calls. <laughs> well, uh, perfect. Well, you heard it here first, guys. That if you want to submit uh, what could be the forever logo of the border battle. Send it to us on our social medias by, we'll say July 31st at 11.59 p.m. So we'll post the details on our socials too, so you'll get it better, but yeah. that's very cool. Is there, uh, I got I got one one final question about the meet. Maybe Ryan, you have more, but this, this is the one I've been thinking about. Uh, is there going to be any sort of like <clears throat> live stream uh, for the meet for those that can't be there? Obviously, we want as many people to be there in person as possible, but uh, drone footage is really picking up, uh, pushing the quality of cross-country meets uh, higher and higher. Anything like that in the works? Yeah, well, actually, uh, Richard and I were talking about that yesterday, that we're going to spring it upon uh, Jeff Bakke, um, that we going to kind of put him in charge of the social media aspect of this. You know, and he might be hearing that for the first time right here. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> but that's OK. Uh, he is an expert in that area. And yeah, we want to if we could live stream this, that is definitely one of the things that we've been talking about, uh, you know, a lot of grandma and grandpas can't make it. And it's same with alumni uh, want to be able to watch and stuff. I have former athletes that would love to be able to see this and stuff. So if we can do those things, that is definitely 
we're looking to go all in on this. You know, we're pushing all our chips in and we want to put a meat on that, that everybody remembers. Well, if you need somebody to do a color commentary for the meat, uh, I know a guy or two who might be uh, willing and interested to, to pitch in their services. So, well, I actually, I am glad you suggested that because one of the things I am looking for, we all know that announcer that introduces the teams, yeah. you know, when you've gone to the Roy Act and you go to those big meets or, you know, down to, uh, you know, Nike race in Sioux Falls, where they're saying this team is ranked such and such from the heartland. And this is ranked number two in North Dakota and the number one runner from, you know, Bismarck century and stuff. I want to have that announcer like that because that does bring the crowd in. And a lot of people don't know those people and stuff. So the person that's not familiar with the North Dakota schools or the South Dakota schools and, and stuff that that is those people get talked about and stuff. And you, we can even do that for seventh and eighth graders. If, if yeah. coaches submit some information, like here is our number one eighth grader, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to, pump the crowd up with those things. Mm-hmm. So you have a job. One of you two, <laughs> yeah. you guys can live podcast from there as the day goes on. I am all in with you. We're on it. We are on it. I'm um, tailgating this meet. We're tailgating <laughs> this meet. Ryan. There we go. There's, yeah. there's not a lot of parking there, but uh, it will We'll figure All something out. For tailgating. <laughs> hey, I, I'm bringing in um, an ice house. My daughter has ice houses and I'm bringing that in and we're going to park it there overnight. Um, and we're going to have a bake sale for our team right from it. Um, so I'll have an air conditioned spot if it's too hot for you that you guys yeah. can cool down in and stuff so we yeah we're we're going all in on this like i said we're we have food trucks coming um yeah we want it to be an event yeah and it really sounds like it's gonna be and that's like so great in so many regards because one uh like we said earlier balaka it's it was a, such a great meet and you don't want to just replace something great with something adequate like you want to make sure that it reaches that level or exceeds that level even so yeah well coach allen we are so grateful to have had you on the show and get to hear about this border battle if you are listening to this podcast and your team is not going what are you waiting for like tell your coach that you want to be there on september 24th that you are ready to race the best in south dakota minnesota and canada and score one of those sweet t-shirts that we're hearing about so tell your coaches all about it Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week.